Welcome to It's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today we're gonna to be talking about Lori and Chad Daybell, specifically how they're now being investigated for conspiracy, attempted murder, and murder for Chad's late wife, Tammy Daybell. But before I get into it, if you want to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button below and hit that notification bell so you could be notified of all my upcoming videos including live streams. Be sure to hit that like button and also hit the share button and share it out where you can. With that being said, let's get into it. Like the title of the video says, things are heating up for Lori and Chad and it's not the heat from Hawaii. Looks like the truth is starting to come out for Lori and Chad's little love plots and possibly will even lead us to the kids, hopefully. Recently, there was a letter from the Idaho Attorney General's office that talked about Chad and Lori, and they are now being investigated, like I mentioned, for conspiracy, attempted murder, and murder of Tammy Daybell. The Idaho Attorney General's office is taking over the investigation into Tammy Daybell's death for the Fremont County Prosecutor's Office. And the letter says in it, the AG will assume full responsibility and authority for the case. All decisions regarding the case shall be the responsibility of the AG. And there was a family member of Tammy Daybell who wanted to remain anonymous, but was talking to reporter Justin Lum and said that it was great news that the Attorney General is taking this over in hopes for resolution. And Tammy Daybell died at the age of 49 years old on Saturday, October 19th, 2019 in her Idaho home. According to Chad, she went to bed with a terrible cough and peacefully died in her sleep. And the coroner ruled it as natural causes. And Chad said so as well by saying she died peacefully in her sleep. So no need for an autopsy and he refused one. Tammy was buried two days later on the Monday. And there is a recorded phone conversation that was obtained by Fox 13 Salt Lake City. And it's between an Idaho dispatcher and a detective from Arizona talking about the autopsy or lack thereof. And the dispatcher says the family did not want an autopsy so they just went straight to the funeral home and the family refused an autopsy. And the detective then says, the family won't want an autopsy, therefore the coroner just signed off then and there, and the funeral home took Miss Daybell? Is that how it works? And the dispatcher says, yes, yes, that's pretty much how it works. So I will say that not everybody would want an autopsy done, even though their family member died at 49 and peacefully in their sleep. Some people just wouldn't want that done. Some people would want them to know. So it's fair to say maybe that's why he didn't have it done. But we do start seeing that anybody is involved with the Black Widow Bride, as I lovingly call her, Lori, that deaths surround her or seem to, so now it would naturally raise some eyebrows, right? Here's where it gets interesting. Tammy was buried at Springville Evergreen Cemetery in Springville, Utah, which is four hours away. But Tammy did live in Springville from the time she was 13 years old, she met Chad, they got married, and then the family moved to Ogden, Utah because Chad got a job and that's about an hour away. And then they came back to Springville. Then in 2015, the family moved to Idaho. Now the interesting thing here is that Chad was a grave digger for 20 years, according to some sources, and he enjoyed it. 
and he actually worked at the Springville Evergreen Cemetery. And this is what he had to say about his job. Taking care of the graves is rewarding as well as helping widows and grieving family members deal with the trauma. And Chad also wrote a book about his experiences as a grave digger. Now, the thing that could be important about this is Tammy was buried in the same cemetery that Chad worked at. And I just wonder, I don't even know if this is possible, but I wonder if Chad actually offered to bury Tammy himself. Because he would know the people at the cemetery most likely because he had worked there for 20 years. And that's just something that stuck out to me. So I don't know if that could be something, it could be nothing. So as I mentioned in 2015, he moved from Utah to Idaho. And on September 15th, 2015, Chad had a blog post on his website about his experience moving to Idaho. He took his kids on a vacation to a cabin and there he talked about him being called to move to Idaho. And here's what he said. We stopped at a gas station in the town of St. Anthony, north of Rexburg. As I filled the van with gas, I looked south back over the valley. A voice simply said, you'll live here soon. I was genuinely surprised to receive that message. We were firmly entrenched in Springville. I was still the cemetery Saxton at the time, and Tammy had just taken a secretarial position at Springville High. I knew she wouldn't respond very well to this new information, so I kept it to myself. Besides, what did soon mean? There was no need for Tammy to worry about it if we weren't supposed to move for a couple of years. I went to the Provo Temple to get a confirmation about the prompting. The spirit assured me it was true, but I was still left in the dark concerning the timing. In early February, I had another vision. I was walking down a path and I came to a fork in the path. As I looked down the right fork, I saw in the distance a glorious city with a temple in the center of it. A voice said, moving to Rexburg will be a tremendous blessing to your children and your grandchildren. I glanced down the left fork and sensed it represent us not moving away. The path was filled with many lost opportunities. After this vision, I reread my children's patriarchal blessings and each one verified what I had seen. I was still waiting for the right time to even mention it to my family though. A couple weeks later, as we were eating dinner, the following words slipped out of my mouth when we moved to Rexburg. I didn't finish the sentence when I saw the look on Tammy's face. She loudly said, what? Things got a little tense after that, but I explained the feelings I'd been having and how I wasn't sure all of the projects would fit together. I said, maybe it won't happen for a year or two, forget I said anything. Tammy wasn't thrilled and I completely understood her feelings. Moving to Idaho would be a major undertaking that would uproot us from our families. So I tried not to bring it up again. Then, after a few weeks, she also felt impressed by the spirit that it was what we should do. She started looking at real estate websites. One house in particular jumped out at us and there was a second home that seemed like it might work. So we decided to drive up to Rexburg in late March. We had learned from past experience that if we were supposed to move, things would fall into place almost magically. If we weren't supposed to move yet, nothing would work out. There were many indications that this is where the Lord wanted us. The move has opened up many opportunities for me in the publishing world. We had been warned it might be hard for other family members to immediately find good jobs, but Tammy was quickly hired as an assistant librarian at Madison Middle School. 
and Emma is working as a reading technician at Central Elementary in Sugar City while attending BYU-Idaho. And just as a side note, at the time of Tammy's death, she was actually a librarian and she was really well-loved by the community. Now, Emma is Tammy and Chad's daughter, and she's also the one that was seen on camera back in January behind a reporter who was giving their report. She was actually making faces and sticking out her tongue. So Tammy dies in her sleep on October 19th, and 10 days before that, on the 9th of October, she went on Facebook reporting that somebody had come up to her in the driveway who was masked, and she thought they had a paintball in their hand, but it was a real gun. And they tried firing and it misfired. Because she even said she didn't think it was loaded, but they pulled the trigger. And then 10 days later, she dies peacefully in her sleep. 17 days later, Chad and Lori get married in Hawaii. Then in December, Tammy's death is looked at as suspicious. And so her body was exhumed for an autopsy. Oh yeah. And then the next day, Alex Cox mysteriously died. And as of a few days ago, police are still waiting on the results for Tammy's autopsy. And recently, there was a headstone placed at Tammy's gravesite. And her headstone has a picture of a large duck followed by five little baby ducklings. And the large duck represents her favorite pet duck and the little ones symbolizing her five children. And also she has carnations on her headstones as that was her favorite flower. And it says, Tammy was a beloved wife and mother, devoted daughter and sister and friend to all animals. So with the headstone, that shows that Tammy is back laid to rest and hopefully soon we will find out the information from her autopsy. Now there are reports that Chad has moved back into the home that he shared with Tammy. And I find that interesting because I would love to know what Lori's thoughts are on it because in my opinion, I don't think she'd be very happy. And the other thing I wonder is, I wonder if there is trouble in paradise a little bit. Because Lori's sitting in jail, Chad now moves back into his home that he shared with his late wife, Tammy. Tammy now gets a headstone and I'm wondering if Chad's actually having second thoughts. Maybe he's feeling guilty. We know he must be getting really worried because he's now being looked at into the death of his late wife. Now there was also an interview with Kay and Larry Woodcock and they talked about Tammy Daybell and Kay said it's just too coincidental with Tammy dying and then Alex dying. And Kay also mentioned that Brandon Boudreaux and her had a conversation about all this going down and her words said, oh my God, they're killing everybody along the way. And now remember, Brandon Boudreaux is Lori's niece, Melanie's ex-husband. I know it's super confusing. And Brandon had an attempt on his life as well. And in the beginning, he initially thought it was a paintball, but he got shot at and the bullet went through the window of his car as he was sitting in it and missed him by inches. Now back to Kay Woodcock in this interview. What's interesting is she also said this about Tammy. I would say she got poisoned because it seems to be something they like to do and Lori has spoken of it poisoning. And the reporter says, when did you speak of it? And she says, oh, it's just been over the years. So I really would have loved to have known what the rest of that interview said. 
like what did Lori actually say to Kay? Because that could be a huge piece to the puzzle. And then I also wonder with all this going on, if there was an email exchanged between Lori and Chad about Tammy's death, like the little love letter that Lori sent to Chad pretending to be Charles. And if you haven't checked out that video that I covered, you can check it out right here. I give two versions of what that letter could be. One could be just face value, the other one could be conspiracy to kill Charles. So I wonder if there is an email saying this. Now there are emails that Kay Woodcock was talking about that she says that they knew that Chad and Lori were having an affair. But then I thought, hmm, Lori moved to Rexburg, so I wonder if they're having a lot of face-to-face -face conversations with Chad since she lived in Rexburg. Because now it sure looks like Lori moved to Rexburg to be with Chad, right? Charles gets killed in July, she gets her ducks in a row, and then moves to Rexburg in September. And Chad is seen on surveillance with Lori at the storage unit in the beginning, the very beginning of October. And in the end of September, the kids go missing, Tammy dies off, and they ride off into the sunset. And now let's not forget about Alex Cox, Lori's brother, because he died mysteriously as well. And for someone who was Lori's right-hand man for years, attacking Lori's third husband, Joseph Ryan, killing Charles Vallow, the fourth husband, you would think Lori would show up at her brother's funeral, but she didn't. She's off hula dancing in Hawaii. And there was a learning lesson, in my opinion, from Charles Vallow's death, right? They couldn't use self-defense the next time somebody died. It had to be different. And most likely that story wouldn't have flown anyways because Chad couldn't claim self-defense from Tammy, possibly with Alex's death, but not Tammy. So it had to be more natural, wouldn't you agree? It would have to be more natural if she did in fact die from something other than natural causes, which I think at this point, most of us can agree that it looks pretty shady. And now Lori is also being investigated in Charles Vallow's death. There was a quote from one of the authorities that said, we continue to work on Charles's case and are confident we are getting closer to getting Lori indicted for her involvement in Charles's death. And speaking of Lori, there was a rumor that Lori was going to be released because of COVID and that's just not true. And these rumors were addressed and myth busted. Also, there was supposed to be a hearing on Friday, which would be yesterday at the time of this recording, and that has been postponed to next week. Now, I'm going to leave you with this to think about. Chad moves to Rexburg with his family. Lori moves to Rexburg with her family. Plus, her niece Melanie moves there and her brother. Lori was obsessed with Chad's teachings starting way back in 2015. The two actually met in person in 2018. I'm starting to wonder, does Chad know where the children are? Which I believe he does. But what I'm starting to wonder is, did Chad facilitate this? Lori followed Chad's teachings and she was gaga for him and his teachings. They get married and 
the kids go missing right after she moves to Rexburg. They both believe in the second comings coming this July. So I wonder what his teachings are on this or what his visions are. Where do children go to prep for the second coming? Are they protected? Is there something that they believe in that a children's role is? I really don't know. I haven't dived into this as of yet, but a lot of you may know, so you could help me out and put it in the comments below because I'm fascinated as to what could happen or what has happened to these kids. Because a lot of people say, no, they're dead. And a lot of people are saying, mm, I don't know about that. And I'm, I'm with that second thought, like, I don't know. Maybe that's why the smirk is, and that's why they're so arrogant, is that they know where the kids are, and they're alive. Maybe I'll do another video on it. And the other thing I'm thinking is, does Chad's children know where the children are? Or one of them, or somebody, might have a clue, because they lived with Chad and talked about doomsday and what's going to happen in the next coming months. You may or may not know that Chad had visions of Tammy dying. And he said to his friend, Julie Rowe, who they're no longer friends, but at the time he said, my plan can't move forward until Tammy dies. So I wonder what Lori's children's role is in all of this. Is it that they were supposed to die? Was there visions on it? Or was it something that they had to go to prepare for all this come end of the world and they're being taken care of somebody else? There's a lot to think about on this. So just as a final thought, let's have a chit chat below and we'll talk about it. Subscribe if you haven't done so already. Also, I have just launched memberships. If you're interested, you can see the little join button beside the subscribe button. We're already getting that going and it's a lot of fun. Click that like button if you support this video and click the share button. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.